0: This is the Warrior Spirit Podcast with Reese Colgan and me, Dylan Jewell. This is a podcast that talks about living with purpose and growing in body, mind, and spirit so that the mission of life is executed with excellence. Thanks for joining us and welcome back to episode four of the Warrior Spirit Podcast. In this episode, we will be discussing what it means to get back to our roots, why it's important. And where to start. You know, uh, when I was growing up, I think I was probably about six. And we lived in this one, uh, uh, I'm sorry, single wide trailer. And it was literally super crappy. Um, My dad tried to fix it up. And it was just, it was complete trash. And it was... Without heat, and we had these huge kerosene heaters that we put in the living room or in the bedrooms when we were sleeping. And you know, we were so poor that we didn't have heat, but yet in the wintertime when it was cold, I remember my siblings and I waking up and we would go to the kerosene heater and pretend like it was a fire and it was it was really the weirdest thing, because I brought that up to my parents, like later on in life, maybe just a couple years ago, and that was one of my favorite childhood memories that we were pretending like we had this campfire when my parents were probably freaking out because <laughs> they didn't have enough money for a house that had heat, and so <clears throat> We we just lived simply. I remember playing in the woods as a child, and like just getting lost in the woods. My dad would take me hunting. We'd go fishing. Uh, like we did a lot of outdoor stuff. And you know I'm from West Virginia, and so uh, that's kind of the natural thing to do. But uh, I wanted to start out with that story <clears throat> because we're talking about getting back to our roots, and what does that mean to get back to our roots? Well. It means to live simply. And some of you might say, okay, well, what does that mean? Well, it means that you would create practices that promote simplicity in the way you live, in your lifestyle. That you would live a life uh, simply. And sometimes, sometimes you need to create the simplicity. I uh, I remember I worked when I worked at the church I was getting to a point where I was like I was dressing different and I had all these dreams of you know stages and big lights and cameras and none of those things are particularly bad but I but being in ministry I <clears throat> I thought especially towards the end I thought, like, is this it? Is this what I'm striving for? Is this what it ends up being? You know, the lights, the camera, the traveling all the time, being away from my family, the, the skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that, is that it? And, um, you know, the answer, of course, I came up with was was No.
1: <laughs> well, that's such a great contrast. You have yourself as a kid in the single wide trailer, loving life, putting your hands up, rubbing them together by a kerosene fire. <laughs> you know, your parents were scared. They were worried. They were thinking of trying to get to that point where they have something bigger, something better, something fancier, something more complex. Right. But then, 20 something years later, there you are, somewhere bigger. Somewhere better, mm-hmm. somewhere more complex. Asking yourself, what it's all for? Yeah. <laughs> and were you happy? And which situation do you think you were happier, Dylan? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think back to those moments as a child.
0: And, you know, obviously, a child has different eyes Very than us. <laughs> Very but, but, man, I thought we were good. I was I was happy and um of course as adults we all have to grow up and we all change and but I was I was happy and you know right before I transitioned out of working at the church and right before I went to basic training for the army uh, I felt like the Lord said I'm making your life simple for a while, and at first I thought, "Man, my world is coming to an end. This is all. This is all like what I'm supposed to do. I, I need, I need to keep moving forward in uh, all those things I thought were important, and then." I realized that like I didn't need all that stuff. I went to basic training. I, it was it was crazy because I had just the necessities. They give you clothes, they give you food, and they give you a bed to sleep in. And I even though, you know, even though people are yelling and cussing at you and smoking the crap out of you, which is, you know, making you do physical training <laughs> until you vomit, like it was simple. And it was nice. I actually felt a lot of peace, believe it or not, even, um, even though I'm away from my family and doing all this stuff. I felt really good because um, my schedule was hectic before I left. And I felt a little bit of peace because I kind of went back to the basics.
1: Well, it's funny, you know, as a child, our eyes are different than when we were an adult, but... What you're describing from when you were a kid, you're kind of describing a peaceful <clears throat> scenario in your head when you were a child, where you were looking forward to simple things, things that met your necessities, mm-hmm. things like going out and hunting, yeah, being out in nature, being with your family, <laughs> right, yeah, and then, in contrast to that, as an adult, when you went into the the army, you were there in a situation where you didn't have to have any noise mm-hmm. you were just out in nature again you had a mission yeah things were simple again Yeah, it was nice so <laughs> even though our eyes are different from youth to adulthood we kind of crave the same thing yeah <laughs> as humans we we crave simplicity in mm-hmm. a, in a lot of sense but we are led and driven to the desire of noise and complexity yes. in ways that aren't good for us (laughs) no no it's super unhealthy but i love that story because it's what i feel in my heart we need more of and your parents the way they felt is the way many of us will feel as adults kind of is what culture has trained us to believe right we need something more we need something more complex Something more expensive Something, you know, if if I find myself in a trailer, I'm not providing a good enough life for myself, my wife, my kids, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. I need a penthouse in Manhattan, right? Right. <laughs> right. Now obviously I think it's very important that you meet the needs of your family and be and have enough to be able to not only meet your needs, but also to pour out and pour out onto others. But we wanna Focus in and stop ourselves and say, "When am I walking too far in the wrong direction of complexity?" Right. Yeah. So um,
0: we we really do. We we need to move back to um, simplicity. We need to move back to um, you know what are you know first off basic needs and. What's going to make me more happy? Is it a bunch of things? Uh, there are a lot of people that are rich, filthy rich, and they are super depressed and um, I mean think about all the people that that commit suicide that are stars um, and and it's and it's super sad. so there's there's something to having a different mindset lifestyle than what our culture pushes
1: today after you after your needs are met oftentimes too much money is going to just lead to too much entertainment Mm -hmm. you're not using your money to meet your needs anymore you're using your money to fill a void Mm -hmm. to buy more to get something new, right? It's not going to lead to anything
0: good, right? Which, which brings us, you know, to the our next point, you know We said what It means to get back to our roots and we you know kind of define that as living simply but um, That's the next part. Why? Why should we want to get back to our roots? Why should we want to live simply? well, you know <clears throat> in our culture and day-to-day way of life um, today, it's drastically different than any other time period in not only American history, but history in general. We live in this world that no longer values hard work, no longer values manual labor, um, that's been completely undervalued, the family unit's being destroyed, family no longer sits down you know, to eat together, God's no longer revered, and people use escapism, uh, which is you know a tendency to seek distraction from their reality, especially by seeking entertainment or engaging in different forms of fantasy via video games or you know many other <clears throat> many other outlets. And I mean, look at this. That's why we give entertainers. And actors and singers and athletes so much money and so much influence into our personal life. I, I looked up some crazy statistics, and uh, consumers spent on the money, the amount of money consumers spent on digital entertainment in the U.S. on uh, digital distribution reached a record of thirty-two billion dollars in twenty twenty-one. In 1999, it was only 13.9 billion dollars. That is that is crazy to think that um, human beings are spending that much money on entertainment. I mean, that's why we're in. That's probably the main reason why we're in so much debt as a country.
1: Right. <laughs> um,
0: I don't know. I don't know where I heard this uh, certain t- statistic from, and I don't even know if this one is uh, very accurate, but I heard that Americans spend 110% of their income. 110%. <laughs>
1: that makes sense. And, that's why we got credit cards, right? Right, and, that's, and I can see that being completely true.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Look look at all the debt we, we have as a, as a country alone. And... Um, you know, get, we, we need to get back to our roots. We need to live simply for this, this one reason, because there's happiness there, there's peace there, and there's clarity there. Paul talks about it in Philippians four. He's talking about, um, in verse six. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ, uh, in Christ Jesus. And um, later on, he in that same chapter, goes on to say, um, I, re- I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me indeed, You were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength." Paul is writing this from a prison. And it's not like an American prison where there's air conditioning and lights and a nice little bed and a nice little bathroom. This is a dark and dreary dungeon with no (laughs) lights. There's sewer running, open sewer running through it. And, And the Apostle Paul is talking about not being anxious about anything. And... Having peace that transcends all understanding, he's talking about uh, having the secret to being content. He's he's living simply in this moment. He knows that, I mean, I, I don't know what's going through Paul's head while as he writes this in Philippians, but think about it. He might have a little bit of food, if. You know, guards are giving him food. He's got a place to live, even though it literally smells like crap. It's <laughs> nice shelter. Uh, and he's got God in his heart, in his mind. He has the Spirit of the Lord. And um, obviously he's writing to uh, the Church of Philippi. And they're sending him stuff, probably food. Right. Because he doesn't need money, he can't buy anything. No. Um, and he's thanking them for gifts, and he's okay with not having him, those things that they're sending him. And he's content. He's happy. Happiness starts
1: inside. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a mindset. It is a mindset. It's not going to increase or decrease on the click of a button on Amazon. No. <laughs> no, it's not. Um,
0: we just... We have all this noise. And you said that earlier, we, The that word noise. We have all this noise when we wake up in the morning. We have these lists of things we need to get done. first thing we do when we get in the car, we turn on the radio. We blast music to wake us up. Um, we... You know, we take a shot of coffee or energy drink to wake up because we can't just wake up naturally because we've got too much to do. No. And I'm a, I'm a uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> yeah, we all are. And, you know, then we go to work all day. We come home, we sit on the couch and let the TV rule our lives, right. entertain us, teach our kids. You know, let the entertainment teach our kids, and and it's kind of a, when you think about it like that, it's kind of that's kind of miserable. Why why are we pushing for more when we we really need to reallocate some things and need to learn how to live with less?
1: Yeah, it's the wrong kind of noise. We we need to be able to go out. And actually listen to the present, because all that noise is distracting you, and it's an escape from where you are or where you should be <clears throat> right
0: now you know i don't there's there's a lot of people who aren't interested in history now you're a history uh you your degree is in history right and um <clears throat> I'm kind of a history buff. And uh, I love to read. And when I start thinking about entertainment and the way it's been used throughout history, it's really been used to keep people where they're at in life, keep them like just happy and uh, enough to, you know, not go crazy. Well, the Colosseum, for example, was built as kind of an outlet. It was the first TV, it was the first first football game, uh, if you will, and those people worked sun up to sun down. There was, at that time, no idea of weekends. They just didn't exist, and the Roman emperors knew that they needed to keep their people just happy enough to keep going, to keep living in this Uh, life. And they knew that without an outlet for their frustration, citizens would revolt. So they set up a welfare system, they provided entertainment at the Coliseum, and then people would be way too distracted to start an uprising. And it's when I started thinking about this, Reese, that same thing that the Romans started doing all the way back then. I don't I don't know what year that was. Um but it was a long time ago, <laughs> a couple thousand years, right? Right. And there are powers at work today in our country that want to keep us fat. They want to keep us unhealthy. They want to keep us sick. They want to keep us distracted so that we're just happy enough that we don't do
1: something with our lives. Yeah, right. And now it's even bigger than just revolts. Take any piece of the pie. Right. You know, it's not just, are we going to get a gun and shoot somebody? I don't think that's the big concern. It's more of keep people complacent, keep people entertained, Keep the bread and circus going. That's what they used to call it. Bread and circus. Bread and circus, right. I've heard that. (laughs) Uh, So that people like you, the common person just toes the line, goes to get a job, gets employed, works for the man, (laughs) and doesn't do something innovative on their own and maybe take a little bit away from the competitors in this world who are the corporations, the people that are already owned the people who are already competing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the less people competing, the easier it is for the people already competing to make money. <laughs> right, right. Um,
0: Henry Ford has this quote,
1: and he
0: said, thinking is the hardest work there is, which is probably the reason why so people, so few people engage in it. And I know this I hope this goes really along with what I'm saying, but this goes back to living simply because I feel like most people are on this hamster wheel and they think they're going somewhere, they're working for somebody, and they take their little paycheck. They go to work 40 hours, 60 hours, whatever a week that, you know, their job requires. They get their health insurance. They get their 401k. They come home. They go to work. They come home at night, spend an hour or two with the kids, which really means you're sitting there watching TV, not engaged with your family. And you're in this hamster wheel of life. Where you're continuing to do that same thing from the moment maybe you get out of college and start into the workforce until you die. And that's not a track that I want to be on. That's not a track that is remotely appealing to me. I want to live different. And I want to think for myself pull we talked about this last episode about detaching from a situation. Not enough people so many people are listening to all the noise from other people from what their bosses say from what educators at at colleges that are morons say and they want you to stay in the hamster wheel. They want you to be just happy enough. And and I'm not gonna sell out for a paycheck. Right. I'm just not gonna do it. There's a different way. And if I think I think personally, if people start living within their means, we wouldn't they wouldn't be in so much debt and they wouldn't have to make so much money and they wouldn't have to worry so much about and have all this this stuff in their heads that they have to have to be happy, and they would actually start living simply and start actually being happy.
1: Right. And that hamster wheel effect, you also ha- have all that distraction, all that noise, and that's the purpose of that is just keep people distracted. Right. Um...
0: And I kind of, I kind of already <laughs> blended in to um, where I wanted to go but with this. But the, th- the third thing was, where do we start? And we, we kind of already talked about it just a moment ago. First off, we need to get rid of the unnecessary and start to focus on
1: the necessary. Focus on what's real. <laughs> right. That's the first step. Right. Well, That's a good place to start is focus on real. Mm-hmm. What's real in your life? Right. What's real? What's actually in front of you? Well, you and I were kind of making
0: jokes before we had pushed record. And we were talking about the metaverse. Oh, man. This is like the Don't new thing, man. <laughs> this is the new thing. Like, uh, you know, people are wanting to strap on these freaking virtual reality devices. And I, I saw where they had this special glove now that you could buy... Um, to where you could touch things and feel things in the metaverse oh man how freaking crazy is that is your life that crappy that you have to use some escapism on that level to escape your reality listen you need to
1: do something with your life you need, need to, to find some purpose. Open up your eyes and t- touch something real. Right. Go touch a tree. Right. <laughs> like go touch the dirt. Go for run a second. your head into a tree. <laughs> Come on, dude. Stay away from the metaverse. That is the moral of the story. That's here. that's really Do crazy. Go to me. That. Don't go near. All of that. That's that's like the top tier of entertainment right there. Mm-hmm. And distraction is putting on headphones and um. Virtual, Visor, reality. virtual reality headset yeah. and completely going into a different world. Well, <laughs> and that's where we're at. We're Supposedly, we're in the fourth industrial revolution, which is apparently going to be filled with the metaverse and AI and people not working and UBI and all this stuff. And, you know, the Warrior Spirit podcast and what we've been talking about these last episodes is... The antithesis of that it's the opposite right we want this is kind of like another back to nature movement like the old industrial revolutions used to have where we need to get in touch with what's in front of you right well and what's real
0: there's <laughs> another thing out there now you know called nfts and if you don't know oh, what yeah. that is they're they're like they're pictures that's all they are it's yep. graphic it's graphic art Um, design art whatever and it's stupid pictures of like freaking monkeys and (laughs) stupid crap and people are spending a ton of money on these things these are not physical things that you can touch it's not like the mona lisa or scream or any physical piece of art that has history and you know, something tangible. Nope. If your phone breaks, you don't have it anymore. <laughs> it's in some stupid cloud. If some server gets
1: hacked, it's all over. It's, all...
0: it's done. Your NFT's <laughs> gone, bro.
1: <laughs> well, you're talking about a person that's in the hamster wheel right there. Not only you have too much money, but also in, their, in the culture. The, part of that hamster wheel is getting inundated with culture and being obsessed with stuff like an M- NFT. Or... That's Crazy. that is insane the fact that people are paying for that well that's what the metaverse is counting on too right <laughs> they're well they're gonna have nfts in you know, that don't worry NFTs in your metaverse, in your metaverse house <laughs> when you're
0: living in a 500 square foot place with
1: beer cans everywhere my life's you're not kidding, gonna be that getting, my, getting, not, <laughs> my, my kid's fat, life's not gonna be that getting fat. i'm gonna push for everything i can and everything <clears> my power to. Open my eyes and look at the world around me. Yeah. Not not strap go- goggles on and be lost. <laughs> so you know, we said, where do you start? We said, get rid of the unnecessary. Focus
0: on the necessary. Here's another thing: get out and work with your hands. Get Absolutely. outside, dude. Definitely. Like blue collar work is is really looked down upon, and you know people are like, oh, you work you work with your hands. You do this. You're a plumber. You're a electrician, you build stuff, you're, everyone, here's the thing, for years, people pushed, you know, the system pushed college, getting a bachelor's degree, then getting a master's degree, now I gotta have a doctorate, those people aren't, half of those people aren't making any money, unless you're a freaking doctor, you're an engineer, whatever, and uh, a lot of them can't even find jobs, and now, there is a, shortage of blue collar workers oh yeah people that can actually do something physical and
1: we don't have those people yeah i remember graduating in 2012 and the occupy movement was going on and people were lost because they had degrees in liberal arts stuff including me i mean even a degree in history isn't applicable in the way that you want it to be i mean i could have gone to the library and gotten a personal degree in history by just mm. reading books right. I need mean, right. the college. That's what I did. Right, Go but I, didn't get the, I wouldn't get the diploma so I could make twelve fifty an hour back then. <laughs> <laughs> but back then, I would have wished I was in a trade for monetary reasons, but today, looking at it in general, people need to use their hands or do something physical because it is an intrinsic value that every human needs in their life. Even if you don't do it for work, even if it's not blue-collar work, have a physical hobby, something that you're manipulating, somehow you're working with in the world. It can be you're building something as a hobby, you're gardening as a hobby, you're sewing as a hobby, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you're cooking as a hobby. Something You need to be interacting, interfacing with the world because people need that. That's a human thing throughout all of history. People interacted with the world, they created, they moved the world itself, manipulated the world itself. And until yesterday, that's what every human being in the world did. Now we have technology which has moved us beyond that. We're we're not manipulating the world anymore. We're manipulating someone else's world, someone's code, someone's video game, someone's program, Man, we need back to nature. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: it's funny because all the things you just mentioned are tasks, the tasks that you labeled as hobbies. Those are things that humans learned how to do and did on a daily basis, like sew or as pro- run. Or as professions
1: or to survive.
0: To survive. <laughs> yeah. To, to, to just live. Right. And, yeah, that's what
1: living was called.
0: And now you know we're we're so
1: far gone on that that we have to work at it as a quote unquote hobby. That we have to
0: work on it as a hobby. I mean correct?
1: it's such a it's such an interesting thing though what you just said. That's what people did to live, right? To live. That's what life was. Exercising wasn't a moment in your day, it was a part of your existence (laughs) sewing or cooking or anything like that wasn't something you went on Instagram or Pinterest to (laughs) see a new recipe it's you know you knew the recipe because it's your life you want to eat good food and you've done it and your parents did it and it's crazy yeah I mean we've I think we're
0: getting very far away from just being human
1: beings and that's what this is really all about this back to your roots episode is yeah finding humanity Fine. In yeah. your life, in yeah. your everyday life. Each of us needs to find humanity in our everyday life. Right. Um, and I like, you know, <laughs> what you said about all the blue flower work and everything like that. You landscape personally, mm-hmm. so your hands are literally in the dirt. All the time. And you're interacting with people on a daily basis. You're getting it, going to their homes and redoing their homes and beautifying their reality. Right. And that's a beautiful thing that you have in your life. Right. And uh, and I love,
0: you know, with you, you're doing all this farming. And, you know, right before we came out here, you took me out and showed me what you're growing and uh, showed me your, you know, those chickens that are hatching right now. And uh, to me, that's, you know, that's exciting because, man, you're, you're growing your own food. You're... You know, working the land. You know, like humans have done for forever, until now. Until yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah. I mean, just and it's it's crazy to think of
1: how far we've we've come. That we're well, the people on the hamster wheel, including me, you know, which I've been on the hamster wheel most of my life. Don't we? Don't even know what reality is we have no idea if you plant a seed that it takes six months to grow we have no idea we show up to the the grocery store hey look there's corn let's get that people have no idea it took me like 16 years to figure out where beef came from okay (laughs) it took me i had to i needed a college course on what the varieties of meat what animals they came from because pork and beef and I knew where chicken came from. <laughs> <laughs> chicken. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, what is pork? Is it, you know, is it a, is it a horse? Is it... <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. Yeah. But for me coming back to my, in my own personal life, it's easy for me to say because it's what I'm living right now mm-hmm. where I'm, I'm literally going back to nature and trying to grow food and all that good stuff. But it's been an eye opener seeing all this and, and just to bring it to contemporary times. It's, every time i pull out my phone which is one of those distractions now all i get is messages about food shortages and Mm. there's wheat shortages and there's this and there's that and where where does this come from (laughs) without we we can't feed 300 million people in america because there's a war in the ukraine i mean for god's sakes
0: i'm
1: i don't think it's a food shortage issue it's it's a mindset shortage issue that people don't know how to grow food. Yeah, we should be able. I mean, the government could easily, or anybody could easily, put together a program to go put some people on land and start growing some food. For God's sakes, we wow. have a gigantic country here.
0: That that means manual labor. Yeah, right. Exactly what we talked and about. we're so
1: far on the hamster wheel that that's not even thought of. Right. No, no way we could ever do that. We need to sit in our homes and focus on what's really important. Yeah, Whatever's on TV. Whatever's on TV. We can't try to make more grain for the world. Yeah, <laughs> because there's a war going on. <laughs> right. That doesn't make sense. No, no <laughs> it doesn't.
0: Man. Um. So, yeah. So. Where do you start? You start again. Get rid of the things that aren't necessary. Focus on what's necessary. Focus on. Focus on your family. Focus on your bills. Focus on saving money. Get outside, do something, and uh, enjoy nature. Enjoy a sunset. Enjoy a walk with your wife. Absolutely. Like, go camping. I know my wife hates the outdoors and camping, but um, I gotta figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta. Because I have the Can't let that happen. But, but. Figure out a way to do that, and when, let me let me add this. When should you start? You should start now. Absolutely. Turn the TV off. Turn the your phone off. Walk outside. Your eyes, walk outside. <laughs> get some sun. Right. Don't worry about skin cancer. Put some suntan lotion on. Yeah. Sunscreen. You know, whatever. Like, just get out there and live. That's that's the purpose of this podcast is to um, help you to get the tools necessary to help you live a purposeful. Life in your body, mind, and spirit. And you need to start somewhere. Yeah. Why not now? Don't wait. Don't wait. You're not promised tomorrow. Don't wait. Well, I'll hang out with my kids next time, I'll go play dolls with them tomorrow. No, like, do it now. Get off your lazy butt. I know you're tired. I know you've had a long day. Get up off the couch. Play with your kids. <laughs> Talk to your wife instead of sitting on the couch texting someone else or looking crap up on Facebook or Instagram <laughs> or Pinterest. Turn around. Oh man, put your phone down and look at each other and
1: have an actual conversation. That's true. what you need to do. That's true. Number 1, start simple, be in reality. To do something physical that actually manipulates your reality, whether that's going for a walk, cooking something, sewing something, blah, blah, blah. Read a book. Read a book. Get, do something get real. Get You know, and for me, my hope is that we can do number one and number two and eventually get to number three, which would be talk to your neighbor. Mm. Be neighborly. Right. And yeah. If, you, if you're a Christian, you read the Bible. That's Jesus' number two, too. And that's our number three, I guess. But <laughs> you, could, you could say move outside of yourself. <laughs> live outside of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Start bringing that mindset Break. to the physical world around you. To the family, to the tribe, to the community. Do it. Exactly.
0: Right before you came over Do today.
1: I brought my kids to one of the neighbor's house I've been having a relationship with. And it was absolutely hysterical. It was absolutely hysterical. I just have to stop you
0: because you said being happy or uh, having a relationship with. Oh, man, yeah. (laughs) Not that kind of relationship. (laughs) Uh, But you were were, were friends. No, we're just friends. (laughs) Just friends. (laughs) Well, there was a donkey.
1: (laughs) No, it was hysterical. My kids fed carrots to their pig. Yeah. They rode on a donkey. I rode a donkey for the first time today. it's pretty cool a couple days after Palm Sunday. I mean, that's cool being neighborly and building up that community that's 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 number three and that's where I hope that the world is starts heading is becoming part of the village again. Mm-hmm. Well that's getting back to that's getting back to your roots it is that's what we did
0: as human beings we had tribes we had Clans, we had communities, and they did things together, and they lived life, and to you know together. And we, we are always trying to isolate ourselves. Yeah, we can't Um, get get the big house so we can all be in separate rooms and get the king size bed. So, you know, me and my wife can sleep on the opposite sides. We're always trying to push people away, and, and the opposite, we need to be focusing on and doing and you know being unified
1: yeah technology has brought amazing things to this world it's given us comfort it's given us food it's given us shelter it's given us entertainment it's given us so much but we can't let it lead to what you just said make us isolated take us away from all the other good things about life that have existed for thousands of years take us and lead us to be just obsessed with technology and nothing else Mm -hmm. My ideal would be use the technology to further our physical reality and to further our ability to connect with one another, (laughs) not the opposite, which is what we just talked about. Totally.
0: Well, uh, that's all the time we have
1: on this podcast
0: today, but uh, we want to just keep encouraging you. um, Get back to your roots, and uh, we want you to subscribe to the podcast. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Um, Please start sharing our content. Check out a new episode every two to three weeks. And uh, also, if you have not done so already, instant message us on any of those platforms. Give us some questions, you know, for Reese or for myself. Um, We'd love to interact with you answer questions, and uh, give us some ideas for things you'd like to hear about in the upcoming podcast. Again, thanks for joining us on this journey to reclaim and reignite our warrior spirits. Signing off. See you later.